Hello, beautiful souls. So I'm at the end of another season of the Growing Through Grief podcast, and I would like to thank all of you for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends, with family members, and colleagues all around the world, all over the world. Yes, that's right. I'm grateful to have listeners from Canada, from the UK, and of course the US and Turkey and Africa and Ireland, just all over the world. So thank you. I know there were many conversations that made some of you laugh a lot while others cried a lot. I also know that the Growing Through Grief community continues to grow because of you. And it's my hope that you will continue with me for many more seasons of the Going Through Grief podcast. But before I close out this season, I would like to give you a taste of the past. So grab hold of this episode and let it bring back memories of a few gems on how to surrender to growth how to embrace a heart of acceptance without a lot of resistance, pain, and suffering. Here's the thing to always remember. At the end of one season comes a new season. So get ready, get ready, get ready for season three. And expect lots of surprises, new guests, and oh yes, some teardrops. So sit back and enjoy this special episode with gems from the most listened to episodes from season two. Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis, and I'm so glad you're here. I know without you, I would just be talking to myself. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like a song playing in the background. I feel a smirk, a smile in the corner of my lips. And I just know something has shifted for me. I'm certain today it's different than the previous days. So I continue with my day, my rituals, and I jumped on a prayer call with my Hillside community. And at the end of that call, I went to another call to participate in a seven-day prayer challenge with my spiritual advisor. And lastly, I did my own personal grounding and I set the intention for the day. I'm feeling splendid. I'm feeling really great. Everything feels perfect. So what shifted for me? Where did all that mental chatter and sadness from the last few weeks go? The loss didn't change. I still miss my brother dearly. And not all of my relationships are where I would like for them to be. So what has shifted for me? Here's the good and the not so good news. When you no longer want to grow and heal with a person, family, or not, you can give yourself permission to just step back re-examine the relationship, and reconnect differently in a more loving, healthy fashion. Or you can choose to move on with your life without them. 
Now, if it's family, that can be very, very difficult to do. Yet the latter may be necessary if there's no indication that the other person wants to work on themselves first, then step back into the relationship and work on the relationship with you. Remember to do whatever you do with love and peace for each other. I believe many of us have this fantasy of having a healthy family unit, but few of us are willing to do what it takes to forgive, to love, and maintain harmony with each other. Many of us feel it's the other person's job to heal the relationship, and they have no role in the healing process. It's the other person who needs to change, not me. I'm good. If that's you, the question is, how is that working for you? Again, no judging, just asking the question. But isn't that what marriage is? Your spouse reflect back to you some aspect of yourself and you're reflecting back to them an aspect of themselves? And rather than heal and look at yourself or they look at themselves and heal the stuff, you blame each other and the cycle continues never creating a space for forgiveness and empathy for each other. Forgiveness that leads to healing. And then the voice shows up and it occurs when you no longer want to grow, stretch, and heal with that other person. This dynamic in relationship is happening all the time between us and between nations. Lack of trust is huge. Now that's another show and it's too big to even start talking about here. Lack of trust. So what about you? Are you willing to choose growth? Now growth will look different from one moment to the next, from one day to the next, from one hour to the next. But no worries, no struggles. Just surrender to growth. Everything is about growth. If plants don't grow, they do what? They die, right? So growth starts with connection to life. Your growth might look like suffering and judging and projecting on others one moment and seeing the light and the love and that same person in the next moment. That's growth. Let's count it all as growth. Your growth moment might involve you swimming in a story of the past. You know the past will always pull on you, right? The past is always pulling on you. And that's what the ego is doing. It's always bringing up the past because it can't deal with the present and the future. And then the next moment you realize you're ready to let go of the past. To no longer allow the past to control your future. But you might need help clearing that pain of past out of your body. Maybe your greatest desire is to seek support. Now, all you need to do is set that intention, set that goal for yourself. Keep your focus there and make it happen. Start reaching out and asking for what you need. Take that deepest pain and turn it into your greatest growth. And it will surely support you in lessening those days of struggle to days of growth. So here's the story. It's a true story. Last month, 
by sitting at the red light. I was rear-ended by a young man with the I don't care kind of attitude. He was driving this big, huge F-250 truck. Now, I realize accidents happen, but it's the events that unfolded after the accident that caused me to move from my, normally I'm grounded and very centered. Long story short, we pulled out of the traffic, we got out of our cars, and the young man kindly asked if I was okay. Nice gesture. He immediately commented afterwards by saying, I don't see any damages to your car. That was mistake number one. Now, my car is white, but the trunk of the car was pushed in and both lights are broken. So my comment to him was, oh, I'm sure you don't see any damages. He got closer and then he stated, oh, yes, I see now. So then he went on to ask me if he could pay me. And I said, no. He said, I'll pay you any amount you want. And I said, there's nothing you can pay me. I've already called the policeman. So he didn't get his way, right? So he just kindly moved away. He called his friend who showed up in a, a few minutes later. And they started dancing and having fun. It looked like they were FaceTiming each other, somebody on Facebook or Instagram. And they were actually acting as though nothing had happened. Yet, I couldn't think of any reason that they should be celebrating. Mistake number two, right? So then the policeman arrived, and the bottom line is that 20-year-old gentleman got a ticket. I finished my conversation with the policeman. I left. Guess he left, and we moved on with our lives, right? So I finally got the police report two weeks later and I called my insurance company. Actually, I called my insurance company immediately after the accident. And once I got the police report, then I called his insurance company. So the representative called me back a few days later and his first statement was, I understand you have some minor damages to your car. To me, that was mistake number three. I'm triggered again. It felt like he too was kind of dismissive and neither gentleman had any regard for the fact that they had damaged my car. Remember, it's not about the car, the material things. It's not about the accident because that happens. But the issue for me is it appeared that everybody was taking this so lightly and there was no regard or consideration regarding the time it was going to require for me to be away from my business and looking for repair shops, whatever, whatever. So mistrust began to take control of my mind. I became obsessive with the thought that these gentlemen could not be trusted. And I was so obsessed with it that I just decided to go with my insurance company as opposed to the other insurance company. And that meant I had to pay my deductible in advance, right? And wait for them to refund me. And that made me even more upset. A few weeks later, as I sit down to do this episode, actually, the truth dropped in my mind. Now, here's the truth. 
I have been operating from a past memory and an experience I had with the same insurance company decades ago. Yes, decades ago. And I was playing out that situation in my head and my mind, the situation I had previously experienced with this company. It was as if all the players were the same, the situation was the same, and things didn't work out well for me. And that was not true in this new situation. But because I was living out that experience unknowingly, there was no way I would trust these guys. And the truth is, I had been living in the past, creating undue stress and extra time for myself and both insurance representatives. So I had to sit quietly with myself. I had to check in with myself. I had to listen to my fears and bring the truth back in. You know, the truth that everything is always working out for my good. And it was in that moment that I surrendered. I surrendered 100% to the process. I began to trust the process. I began to trust God, the universe. I began to trust life and know that life is always protecting me and that I'm fully protected. So you're ready to let go of the heartbreak, the pain, the grief. Now, it's more than letting that stuff go. It's not just about letting go and releasing the stuff, those horrible feelings and maybe unhealthy relationships. You must also decide in advance what the new thing will be to replace the old thing. So we're going to be talking about releasing and replacing, releasing the old and replacing it with the new so that you can relax and grow into your greatest self. And if you're anything like me, you want to step into your highest, highest potential. So let's just do this together. Let's experience unlimited potential together. I must confess, my life is so beautiful these days. And I believe it's because just like I have a practice around meditation, prayer, and journaling, gratitude is also one of my daily moment-by-moment practices. Yes, I practice gratitude. That practicing of gratitude includes not only me being appreciative for what has already happened in my life, but also appreciating what's to come. The key is I'm designing and I'm writing down what I desire. I'm deciding ahead of time what I would like to come my way and I'm celebrating my becoming. Get clear about what you desire so that you know what you're aiming for. Start now. Emotionalize the life you want. Start feeling what you want now. Everything that we want, we want it because of the way it's going to make us feel. Now, for those of you who are not clear about what it is you want, start with what you don't want and flip that around. For example, if you don't want stress in your life, ask yourself, what is the opposite of stress for you? Is it peace? Is it calmness? Is it joy? Whatever it is, write it down and go for that. Do what you need to do to be that in your life. 
If it's peace, do peaceful things. Have peaceful thoughts. You cannot think your way through life and situations. So decide what you want to feel. Go for that. Start feeling it. Pay attention to your feelings. Those feelings will lead you to different thoughts and behaviors. Identify the emotion you're going for. Is it joy? If it's joy, focus in on joy. Memorize it. Step it in your head. See it. Go for it. Shine light on it and let it just vibrate throughout your soul. So you see, you got to feel your way through life. It only takes 14 seconds to go from a negative to a positive thought. Yes, only 14 seconds. The same is true with emotions. I'm not making this up. In my community, we love creating one word. One word that will help us move through the year with less stress and less struggles. One of my clients chose the word victorious, and she is working that word in so many ways. When life gets a bit difficult, her go-to question is, what does victorious look like in this situation? And guess what? She reacts accordingly. Life is all about living victoriously. Get victory in all of your situations. It's about freedom, the freedom to flow with ease. Many of us have mastered living life as a victim. No more. It's time to live life more fully. Live life more freely. Allow the soul to unfold more easily. What about you? Are you ready to turn your soul loose and let it flow, let it do what it wants to do. Turn it loose. Stop hiding. Let your creative self take control. Create. Stop holding back. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.